If you're up for a promotion, looking for a new job, switching career paths, or just trying to rebrand yourself, this episode will help you construct an improved professional self-image. Use the resources around you to boost your marketability, and this will help your confidence skyrocket. Join me for our next episode of Career Growth Made Easy, How to Market Your Best Self. Welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Craig Ansell. We're rolling into episode 91. I know, I can't believe it either. Today's show title, How to Market Your Best Self. In the intro, I talked about what if you're up for a promotion, maybe looking for a new job, or switching career paths. Finally, maybe you're just trying to rebrand yourself. Well, I said this episode could help you construct an improved professional self-image. How can you do that, though? The trick and the key is to use the resources around you. They can help boost your marketability, and that will help skyrocket your confidence. For example, one of your resources might be your social media presence. You can share relevant posts or articles on topics that you're interested in. Did you know I have a few free tips taken from my Resume Masterclass to share with you? With regards to your social media presence, that also includes your handles and your email address. Check your email address. Make sure it's clean, that the wording can't be misconstrued. Also, is the server name professional? Most of the time, people are using Gmail. There are other servers out there. But if you're using something that's dated from 20, 30, 40 years ago, and it just kind of stands out in a bad way, that can date you as well. There's something out there called unconscious bias. And basically, to put it in a nutshell, our brains are affected by everything we hear, see, smell, everything we process. Don't leave something out there hanging, a small nugget that can harm you. If your email address is clean and you've got a good new server, you're in good shape. But back to your social media presence. Share what interests you. Maybe you'll find some people respond to you, and you might get on a roll with what you're doing and how you're corresponding with them. That might help boost your motivation and take you down a path of potential new or different employment. When I mentioned email addresses, they're definitely used on your resume too, right? Talking about your resume... Make sure you set it up for each specific job you're going after. This is what I call targeting a job. If you need help doing this, visit our website, craigansell.com, and click on the coaching tab. This is one of four coaching areas that I offer that can help you pinpoint your job focus to make sure you're applying everything you can to that specific job, target it well, and be one of those that get the callback for the interview. When I talk about targeting the job, you need to think about the job very closely, very intimately. Imagine yourself being in that job that you're interested in. Also, think about the company. Envision the employees. How might they act? What might they wear? What's the dress code? Do they have a mission or a vision statement? What are they all about? 
What have customers said about the company that you might want to work for? This gives you a real good reflection on how you might want to preface yourself and prepare yourself for when you apply for that position. About marketing yourself, you can also engage with relevant organizations within your community. I mean, it's great to help out inside your company, but it's also great to help out within your community, right? If you're already active, good for you. If not, consider checking out a couple areas you might donate some of your time to. Sometimes this could be in person, doing hands-on activities. It could be something as simple as working at a um, older folks' care home and working in the garden, planting flowers, something of that nature. Or it could be something virtual, where you can work from the comfort and safety of your home. Maybe you could mentor or coach others. Maybe there's some type of after-school reading program or education program that you have a particular interest in or strength in that you could help others with. Prior, I spoke about your resume, and that's a great place to add your volunteer activities that you're performing. I've worked with a few folks that have actually forgotten they were volunteering. They had been doing it for such a long time that it becomes standard to them. Try and look at everything you do on your daily, weekly, and monthly activities when it comes to your resume and potentially writing a cover letter to help sell yourself. If there's something special and unique that you're doing, that's part of your brand. That's how you market yourself. That's how you differentiate yourself from others. Don't lose sight of that. Keep that written down and keep track of it so you can pull it out and use it when best needed. Something else you can do? To keep up your spirits is to spruce up your workplace. It helps motivate you and inspire you. Now, I have a confession to make on this one. I know I have a problem with this. I should conduct, quote, quote, spring cleaning more than once a year. The dust and miscellaneous stuff that piles up on my desk takes away precious space. It's an eyesore and it distracts from my focus. Did you know that can actually rob your energy as well? Speaking of robbing your energy, there was an episode, a throwback episode, back to number five, what's in your junk drawer? And you wouldn't believe it, but stuff that your brain stores, especially if it's unfinished business, can really wear you down. Your brain likes conclusions. It likes closure to things. And when you store junk in your home and in your mind, you're using up some of your processing power. Just like your PC or your laptop, if you run too many programs at once, you'll run out of RAM memory or processor speed, and things will slow down, sometimes to a crawl. So, funny enough, the simple act of sprucing up your workspace will help motivate and inspire you. It might be quarterly or semi-annual dusting. Maybe it's time to look around and see what piles of paperwork you've pushed to the side, that weren't important, or that you'll quote-quote get to later, it might just be time to file those in the circular trash container, or maybe your recycle bin. When you gain back some of your limited desk space, it'll feel different because things have changed, and you'll have some more area to work with and work on. Also, talking about marketing your best self, dress for the job or the promotion and life you want. Don't wait for it to think, Once I get it, I'll change? No, that's a mistake. 
Start envisioning the job, the promotion, the life you want, and start dressing. Dress to impress. I have an episode, I think it was 88, A Guide to Great Performance Reviews. I'll put links to this and some other things in the show notes, but it really gives you an idea of how to focus on your your daily performance, your weekly, monthly performance before the performance review, right? You're being seen all year round, and you're being held accountable for that in your semi-annual or annual performance review. If you were to take a proactive approach, a proactive step now, and change the way you appear, your demeanor, your focus, your confidence, your dress, it will show up in your outward behavior and mannerisms, usually in a positive way. Talking about your job, promotion, the life you want, and dressing for it, I also mentioned a little bit of that just now. You need to envision it and live the life you want. What is your goal? Today, sitting here, listening or driving, listening to this podcast, what is your goal? Your next goal, not your end goal in life, 10 years, 20 years down the road, but what is your next goal? Are you looking for a new job? Great. If so, why? What are you after? What are you hungry for? If you're currently working and you're unhappy, okay, why? If you're happy with your job, but looking for something, looking for that next step, that next opportunity, such as a promotion, what is your focus? What is your interest? You need to know what to go after rather than being sedentary and waiting for something to come to you. Be proactive, be hungry. Finally, if you've unfortunately lost your job, I've been there and done that and know it can be very painful and financially challenging. If you can't find work in your particular area of expertise, you may have to do something called rebranding. When you rebrand, you also rebrand your resume. You take your talents and skills, your education, everything that makes, makes you who you are and what you are and how you function. You take those and you roll them up in a ball and you repurpose yourself. If there's a particular title that you've always been from day one, since you got out of high school, college, whatever the case you may have to take the titles off of your resume and look at what activities, what capabilities, what education you have. Where can those tasks, those skills, those behaviors, where can your output be performed in another role with a different title? It may initially hurt to realize I can no longer do this activity because all those jobs are full or there's not a need for this particular position in the marketplace anymore. But that's just a job title. That's not who you are. That's not your makeup. Your makeup is everything you've performed, produced, learned, experienced, maybe mentored and helped others with. Take that repurpose and grow yourself into something new, something different. Along with that, how do you grow? Read topical books on areas of your life that you want to improve on. Now, one of the things I'll tell you, several of the students that I've coached over the years and some that I've mentored within companies that I've worked at, tried to focus on improving their strengths. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But when that becomes your focus, that can be a warning sign, a warning flag. Let me expand on that a little bit. Let's say that we're on a scale of, you know, zero to 100. 
and your strengths, some of your strengths are rated at 88, 90, 92%. That's really powerful, hence their strengths, right? Okay. Whatever that may be, it could be communications, it could be sending emails, it could be performing a particular activity at work, maybe providing reports to your management, whatever that skill set is. If you already have an 80, a 90, a 92 rating, and you spend a lot of your time, but more specifically, you focus a lot of your time on improving, you might boost your 88 to an 89, barely a 90, your 90 to a 91, 92, Your 92 might go up a fraction or two, maybe bump up to a 93. My point is, it's very limited improvement when you polish your strengths. Now, there's nothing wrong with it. Just don't make it your focus, in my opinion. Rather, you should work on and focus on your weaknesses. If they're down in the 40s, 50s, 60s grading level, wow, that could be something that a manager can pinpoint and even write you up on a performance review for substandard performance or lacking efficiency, effectivity. I'd rather have you focus on your weaknesses, one at a time, of course, and boost those into passing grades, if you will. Let's start taking some of those 40s, 50s, and 60s and jumping them up into the 70s, 80s, and maybe the low 90s. It's a lot easier to improve your weaknesses than it is to polish strengths. And that does take some time. But you'll see, and when I say easier, let me rephrase that. It pays back better if you work on improving your weaknesses rather than polishing your strengths. You'll typically be recognized for those things because most management and performance reviews include looking at your strengths and weaknesses. If you already have a strength, what are they going to say? Craig, you were noted for these two or three strengths last period. You still have those? Congratulations. You might be sitting there with your arms crossed against your chest saying, that's right, but I boosted them even better. They may not even be able to see that incremental change for you polishing and improving your strengths. But if those weaknesses are still there, you can bet it's going to be a topic of conversation. So with that said, read books on the areas of your life you want to improve. If you go back to another throwback episode, number four, it's one out of 32, time for personal improvement. It'll be something good for you to learn about how many people typically read books And of those, how many actually put books information into play? So that was episode four. I'll put that in the show notes. And one other thing, maybe you hate reading. Maybe you like listening to podcasts or audiobooks. That's completely cool with me. I do as well. But I still love old-fashioned hard books, hard copy. So from episode 34, I challenged the audience. I challenged you. What do you think? Does speed reading really work? Well, I give you the answers during episode 34, and it's a really positive result. You might want to listen in. So all throughout today's podcast show, talking about marketing your best self, it comes from within your energy, your focus, your belief. And talking about marketing, I'm really proud to announce that rolling into March, the Career Growth Made Easy podcast is expanding, and we're going to be on YouTube as well. So look for us on YouTube in the coming days. I hope today's show on how to market your best self has at least given you some food for thought, maybe some areas you'd like to work on or focus on. And hey, if you have any questions about this show or any of the others, please reach out to us on social media at Craig Ansell. 
That's C-R-A-I-G-A-N-C-E-L. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And soon, we'll see you on YouTube. I can't wait to talk to you next week. This has been Craig Ansell for the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. See you next time.